today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. So as long as we're on this planet, we're going to experience attacks. But that doesn't mean we have to give in to them. That doesn't mean we have to roll over and play dead. Amen? No, I'm tapping into this glorious life. And that glorious life includes overcoming the world, hallelujah, and overcoming everything Satan throws at you. Have your Bibles with you? Let's open them to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Now, for the sake of time, I, I would like to read all this from the King James, but for the sake of time, I'm going to read a portion of this, several verses down through about verse 17. I'm going to read a portion of it from the message translation. And uh, I won't read the entirety of all those verses. But uh, beginning in verse 1, Ephesians 1, the Apostle Paul identifying himself as an apostle of Jesus Christ according to the will of God. Then drop down to verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now, beginning in verse 4, I'm going to start with a message translation. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love. Long before. Is this the right scriptures? Verse four. Okay, there it is. Long before he laid down earth's foundations. He had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love. Look at somebody and say, I am the focus of God's love. Now, another translation says it this way. I am the object of his affection. Tell somebody, I am the object of God's affection. And don't you feel special already this morning? Amen. You know, Carol and I have this habit of saying to each other all the time how much we love each other, but she's, she says, have I told you today I love you? There was an old song one time that says, and darling, I'm telling you now. <laughs> Amen. But she says when I call her, she says, oh, it's Angel Jerry, the love of my life. And I say, it's Carolyn, the love of my life. We have a habit of saying that to each other, the love of my life. Well, we are the love of each other's life. But even higher than that, I'm the object of God's affection. I'm very special to God. I'd appreciate a little more appreciation from you. <laughs> Look at somebody and say, I am the object of his affection. Amen. The object of his affection. 
And then it goes on to say in verse 8, he thought of everything, provided for us everything we could possibly need. Thought of everything before he laid the foundations of the earth. That means everything that you and I will need in this lifetime, he's already thought about it and he's already prearranged for it. All he's asking you to do is trust him. Amen. Not only that, just lift your hand and say, and I receive it, praise God. Amen. Isn't that amazing? God has already, before he laid the foundation of the earth, had already provided for everything we will ever need while we're on this planet, praise God. That, that brings great joy and bring great hope to me. In fact, with that, I have this to say. Don't worry about a thing. Amen. Don't worry about a thing. He's already prearranged for everything that you and I would ever possibly need. Then verse 11 says, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. I love that. Say glorious living. living. Not just existing, but glorious living. That sounds like the way I want to live. How about you? And then verse 17, I ask God to make your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he's calling you to do and grasp the immensity of his glorious, this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Notice this glorious way of life. There's a scripture that talks about in Psalms that happy is the people whose God is the Lord. I I used to speak a lot at the full gospel businessmen conventions around the country founded by Demas Shikarian. And that was something Demas always said. He was a man of great joy. And Demas always said, God's people ought to be the happiest people on the planet. Amen. Amen. But quite the contrary. There are some sad Christians, some of whom I don't enjoy being around. How about you? I'm glad I'm a man of faith, and I'm glad I'm a man of joy. Because if I hung around some Christians, they'd pull you down to their level. Amen. Amen. There's just some folks uh, you'd be better off not hanging out with. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. People have a way of pulling you down if you're not stronger than they are. But notice he's talking about this glorious way of life. Glorious way of life. And Paul is praying that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened so that we will recognize and learn to live this glorious way of life. And if you ever recognize uh, what God has truly done for you, then your life is never going to be the same. That's exactly what happened to me 52 years ago. I had no idea at that time that living for God could be this wonderful. I had no idea. Now, Carolyn, she went to church all of her life, got baptized in the Holy Spirit when she was about eight years old. 
And I didn't, I didn't grow up in the kind of church that she grew up in. She grew up in a Pentecostal church. I grew up in the little Baptist church down the road from our house. And uh, it was just a typical little Baptist church, Southern Baptist church. And uh, the pastor, he was a wonderful man. I mean, everybody on our road knew Brother Smooker. His name was Jerry Smooker. He'd been a blacksmith before he got saved. Had this deep voice. He'd always, he'd come to our house from time to time. And he'd say, how are you doing, Jerry? <laughs> and I loved Brother Smoker. He was a fine man. And I used to mow his lawn for him. And uh, just enjoyed being around him. But everybody loved Brother Smoker. In fact, you couldn't sneeze that he didn't find out about it and was at your house praying for you. You know, just, just a loving man. But he didn't have the kind of revelation knowledge that you and I possess today because I never heard him talk about the blessing of God. I never heard him talk about the favor of God. I never heard, it. I never heard another preacher say anything about the favor of God. And when God began to reveal that to me, I, I didn't know you could have favor with God. I didn't know he existed until he showed me in his word. And then as I began to learn about it, it looked like to me it was, it was mentioned on every page in the Bible, the favor of God. And we didn't know these things growing up. If I had known it, I probably would have surrendered my life to the Lord a whole lot earlier than I did. But once I found out that God had prearranged before the foundation of the earth a glorious life for Jerry Savelle, then I became a man possessed, so to speak. Not with a demon, <laughs> but with a quest for knowledge. I couldn't get enough. I studied the Word day and night. In fact, when I first began, when I shut my business down, the Lord told me to spend the next three months, no less than eight hours a day, studying the Word of God. He said, at the end of three months, I'll make a preacher out of you. And I studied no less than eight hours a day. Most of the time it turned into 12, 14 hours a day and I couldn't get enough. I'd come out of that bedroom every day, every night with, with revelation and thinking, why wasn't I told this before? Why didn't anybody tell me this? Like I said, if I had known it earlier, I probably would have surrendered my life to the Lord much earlier. But praise God, I did get a hold of it, and it wasn't too late. In fact, I don't care how old you are right now, it's not too late. Amen. 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 I don't care how long you've been serving the Lord, it's not too late. Yes. God has planned a glorious life for you. Amen. Now, <clears throat> I've got this handkerchief here that I'm going to carry around with me this morning while I preach because the anointing of God that's on me is going to come into this handkerchief Amen. according to the book of Acts. Clothing was taken from the apostle Paul and upon whom it was laid, demons fled and sickness and disease left. And I'm going to do this for your Sunday school teacher. She was supposed to be here today, couldn't make it. Uh, she's battling cancer. And I'm going to carry this around with me and you send it to her after the service, okay? So stretch your hands out toward this handkerchief. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, as I carry this around with me today, I'm believing for the anointing of God that is on the inside of me to come into this piece of cloth. And when it is laid on this lady, I'm believing that the anointing of God is going to flow into her and your word clearly states that it is the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. And we're believing for a miracle in Jesus' name. I said we're believing for a miracle in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, here's a lady right here that had a miracle. Amen. Amen. And you know this Sunday school teacher as well, don't you? And uh, we're believing God the same anointing that made you whole is going to make her whole. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So don't let me forget this. I'm going to carry it around with me while I preach. So God has planned a glorious life. To me, a glorious life would include living in divine health. It would include living in divine prosperity. It would include having favor that opens doors that no man can shut. Wouldn't you agree? A glorious life. And once again, not just existing like a lot of people do. They just exist. I was just existing prior to 1969 because I didn't know any better. And that's the reason a lot of people today and particularly a lot of Christians are just existing. And it's usually because of a lack of knowledge. Amen. God's word says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Well, that's what this book is for. Amen. People shed their blood to get this under our hands. Amen. Don't, don't treat it like some novel. Read it once and put it on the shelf. It's life under those that find it. It's life. It'll produce a glorious life. Can you say amen? Amen. Not just a life, but a glorious life. Now keep that in mind, a glorious life. Everybody say, a glorious life. life. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. And once again, for the sake of time, I'm going to read it from uh, the message translation. It wasn't that long ago that you left the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You let the world tell you how to live. That was me. I let the world tell me how to live. If they said everybody's got to be sick sometime, I believe what they said. Everybody's got to go broke sometime, I believe what they said. And consequently, I was sick and broke. Amen. I let the world tell me how to live. And they don't know the first thing about real life. Don't let the world tell you how to live. The Bible says that's one of the reasons why we must renew our minds. No longer be transformed or, 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 or conformed rather to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what I had to do 52 years ago. And praise God, it worked. Hallelujah. 
I don't resemble that man at all. I don't live like that man lived at all. I'm living a glorious life. Hallelujah. And it just keeps getting better and better. Now, I'm not saying I never have attacks. I'm not saying that I never have opportunities, you know, to fail. I do. I'm human. I'm still on this planet. As long as you're on this planet, Jesus said, you'll have tribulation, tests and trials. I'm not immune to those. Amen. I don't live in some protective bubble. Neither do you. If you come under attack, I come under attack. If I come under attack, you come under attack. The only way you're going to stop experiencing attacks, you have to leave the planet. Amen. You've heard me tell this story before. I was preaching Brother Oral Roberts at the Maybe Center many years ago, and he preached first. Then he said, you're going to close it out. And then I preached, and he said, you're going to pray for the people. And there was a man came, it was a long line, and one man that I knew. And he said, Brother Jerry, uh, pray that I will never have another challenge, never have another attack, never have another test or trial. So I laid my hands on him. I said, Lord, let this man die. He said, I don't want to die. I said, well, that's what you asked me to pray. He said, no, I asked you to pray I'll never have another attack. I said, well, sir, the only way I know how to never have another attack is you have to leave the planet. He said, well, I don't want to die. I said, Lord, let him live. (laughs) And just teach him how to overcome, praise God. Amen. So as long as we're on this planet, we're going to experience attacks. But that doesn't mean we have to give in to them. That doesn't mean we have to roll over and play dead. Amen. No, I'm tapping into this glorious life. And that glorious life includes overcoming the world, hallelujah, and overcoming everything Satan throws at you. Somebody give the Lord a shout if you believe it. So notice he said, it wasn't that long ago that you let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. I mean, if you remember those days. And then verse 7 says, now God has us where he wants us, with all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. God has all the time in the world to shower his grace and his kindness, which also is synonymous for his favor upon us. Hallelujah. That means we haven't experienced all the grace, all the kindness, and all the favor that we're going to experience. There's still more to come. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, I want to look at this phrase, the object of his affection. We are the object of God's affection. Another translation said, we are the target of his thoughts. We are the target of his thoughts. You know, I, I wake up some mornings having someone on my mind. And, and I, usually I can't get them off of my mind until I call them and check on them and see how they're doing or something or, uh, you know, uh, come in contact with them in some way. But I know what it means. I've experienced that where someone is the target of my thoughts. Amen. I woke up a couple of days ago and, and, uh, had someone, I mean, just their, 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 uh, just their face flashed before me. 
as I was getting out of bed. I just saw their face. And uh, later that day, I, I phoned them and asked them, what's going on in your life? You need some prayer? Is something I can do to help you? And they said, boy, did you ever hear from God? We have been under severe attack this week, and I'm glad God put us on your mind. Well, you know, I don't have them on my mind all the time. I happen to have them on my mind that day. You know, like I've told you before, there used to be quite often that John Osteen would call me. And sometimes at weird, weird hours of the day. <laughs> and I'd answer the phone. Brother Jerry, this is John Osteen, pastor of Lakewood International Outreach, Houston, Texas. I knew all that, but he had to tell me. He said, I just want you to know, Dodie and I had you on our mind this morning, praying for you. Bye. I wouldn't even get to talk. <laughs> One time he called me, and I'm in Australia. And it was 14 hours difference in the time zones. And he called, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning in Australia. And I woke up and answered the phone. Brother Jerry, John Osteen, Pastor Lakewood International Outreach Center, Houston, Texas. Just wanted you to know, Joe, uh, Dodie and I uh, had her, you on our minds this morning, praying for you. Bye. <laughs> One time I said, John, before he hung up, do you have any idea what time it is? He said, no, I just had you on my mind, was praying for you. It's three o'clock in the morning, John, I'm in Australia. Well, go back to sleep and wake up in the morning and think about, I called you and had you on my mind. <laughs> I've had Brother Copeland do that. I, I left my phone on one time in my Bible case and I went to the pulpit and forgot my phone was on and it started ringing while I'm preaching. I said, excuse me, folks, I, I, got, I forgot to turn my phone off. Well, I saw it was Brother Copeland. I said, it's Brother Copeland, excuse me. Hey, Kenneth, how you doing? Where are you at? I said, I'm wherever I was. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm preaching. I forgot to turn my phone off. He said, well, tell everybody I said hi. Call me when you get done. <laughs> He told me a story the other day when we were flying somewhere together. He, he said uh, he, he got these new hearing aids. And uh, he and I both, you know, I, I, got, I got some and I was showing them to him. He said, where'd you get those? He said, I got, I got an old pair that ain't worth what I paid for them. And I told him, he, I said, man, these things are really nice. I'm hearing things I hadn't heard in years. <laughs> Did you know there are birds out in my, in my front yard? I hadn't heard birds chirp in a long time, you know. And uh, I said, but I haven't learned to wear them while I preach yet because when you got about 10,000 people out there shouting, it sounds like somebody put a bucket on your head and just banging it with a hammer, you know. And so he got some before our next trip. He said, look at this. And he said, I got to tell you a funny story. He said, I got them, and I wore them the first night I was preaching. And he said, and I had my phone in my case, and they're on, a, what do you call it? Bluetooth. Bluetooth. They're on Bluetooth. And he said, I heard my phone ring, and I'm preaching. I said, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had to tell the audience, <laughs> it was his hearing aid. <laughs> Back to my point, we are the target of his thoughts. 
Amen. Now, John Osteen, he's in heaven now, you know, so I don't get calls from him anymore. I still get calls from Brother Copeland. I used to get calls from Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagin, but they're in heaven now. I don't get calls from them anymore. But it always blessed me to know that I was on their mind. And they'd take the time to call me and tell me. But I'm on God's mind 24-7, and so are you. Amen? Now, a lot of people believe that God's thinking about them, but it's what they think he's thinking that's incorrect. Here's what God thinks, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Now, the message translation says, I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you, plans to give you the future you've hoped for. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that wonderful? Plans to give you the future that you have hoped for. Amen. That sounds like glorious living, doesn't it? You're dear to him. And that may come as a shock to some people, to some Christians. But you are dear to him. Peter calls us in 1 Peter 2, 9, God's peculiar people. And that does not mean weird, even though some of them are weird. John Osteen told me one time, he said, I'm beginning to think I pastor a granola church. I said, what do you mean by that? I got some fruits, flakes, and nuts in there. <laughs> now, I didn't look at anybody when I said that. <laughs> Peculiar people doesn't mean weird. It means God's special treasure. Are you ready for more of God's goodness and favor? Begin expecting the God of more than enough to show himself strong on your behalf. Today's special offer, the Abundant Overflow Package, contains Jerry Savelle's three-part CD series, The Life of Faith, his new CD series, Hey, That's the Favor of God, and his inspiring book, Living God's Abundant Overflow. In this package, Jerry teaches how to operate in real Bible faith, how to press into God's promises, what a lifestyle of faith looks like, and why many don't experience God's favor. Don't limit God or hold back any longer. Discover how you can expand your faith and see God's abundant overflow in your life. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Abundant Overflow Special Package. Discover the practical information you need to lay hold of all God has for you. Order now and begin to receive more of God's goodness and favor. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today on Adventures in Faith. It's been a joy, and it's been a blessing to be able to share the Word of God with you. And I'm believing that each and every time you watch our broadcast, that your faith is going to go to another level. We've been talking about living in God's abundant overflow. That's the title of my newest book. And then right along with it, The Life of Faith, three CDs talking about the life of faith. I've been living by faith for 52 years. I know a little bit about it. And I know that these messages will enable you to develop a strong, uncompromising faith. And then one of my newest series entitled, Hey, 
That's the favor of God. The Lord told me years ago, every time you experience the favor of God, stop right then and say out loud, hey, that's the favor of God. And if you'll do that, then you'll begin to expect it to show up in your life more and more. So if you'd like these resources, go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, or the information should be on your screen. Order them right away. And we look forward to sharing again with you next week on Adventures in Faith. And remember, until then, your faith will overcome the world.